Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast. This is episode five. Today's episode is another installment of Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games, at the beginning of StarCraft II. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Y'all ready to roll? Yup. Are you confederate now? Uh, I mean, that's the, that's the like one accent I have going in this campaign. <laughs> so The tough guy accent as well. The, the Rory Swan accent? Rory had an accent. The firebug guy had his own voice. Oh yeah, firebat. Fire bug. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. The, the firefly. Track of all these things. I was like looking at my character sheet and I was like, I'd written down like two names. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess I should know who the boss is at least. <laughs> you never listen to anything he says, but you should know his name. Sir. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Problem solved. That's the real reason we say yes, sir. Just like, I don't remember what the guy's name is. I don't even know what I'm doing half the time. All right. As I recall, you guys had landed on Marsara, made some potentially shady deals, and applied for many jobs. Just keeping our options open. Yep. Follow this gas pipeline out to Our Lady of Perpetual Agony Clinic, for some definition of the word clinic. Uh, Certainly people receive treatment there of one form or another. And you found the source of the gas, you know, a leak is not the right word, but overuse. Someone was pilfering gas, and uh, you found probably that person fighting off some zerglings, and you actually helped him out a little bit. But he says there's a big zerg hive, and they're tunneling toward the clinic right now. So, when you say right now, do you mean this week, or do you mean today? Uh, you're not 100% sure. If you ask Sam or Anne, he he insists it's a matter of hours. Okay, so I think we were going to start by going back into the clinic to let them know about the impending danger and to see whether they had anybody knowledgeable there because he had told us he was trying to build some sort of firebomb and needed help with that, but neither of us are uh, really engineering specialists. A little bit tough. I don't even know what the firebomb skill is. Yeah, probably mechanics if you're making a bomb. Yeah, I think that's what I would be doing. Well, if it's just a matter of hours, we should evacuate the... We should evacuate the clinic. Lily, you've got some contacts who operate out here in these open spaces. Perhaps you can give them a call. I can see if I can pull them up. What are you thinking? Well, if it's a matter of evacuating, they might be able to help with that. But they also might have stake in this game. I don't believe it's just a matter of hours. Like, how did this guy know that? He could be monitoring them. I mean, or if you're thinking you want a better idea, you could go on reconnaissance and see what you think. It's not really my area of expertise. I could take a look. Okay. Do you um, want to do that I by can... yourself? Like while I go handle social things with the clinic? Or do you want us to stay together? You guys can do what you like. I'm okay going off by myself. Okay. Although I... I'm not sure what Sam's going to do. But I kind of think he's just going to do what Sam's going to do. Sam, that is correct. I feel like reconnaissance is definitely Lily's area. 
Because I've got perception and I can sneak around. Okay, let's give me the number of the fellow who gave us the lift here. Okay, it's four. Yep, his number is four. <laughs> got in a really early cell phone plan. Nurse <laughs> number is three. <laughs> yeah. There's not that many buttons on these things. I mean, we got a lot of guys' phone numbers last night at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I had one guy's phone number. No, you got two. The the marshal, ex-marshal gave you his number also. I didn't think he gave me his number. He did. He said that you should give him a call if you had any problems with raiders. Oh. I wonder if he could help with the... Here's his number too. <laughs> you just give me every phone number you have? <laughs> this one's four and this one's 36. <laughs> I just start making cold calls. Hello. Would you be interested in fighting some Zerglings? May I speak to the man of the house? <laughs> <laughs> I have an offer for you. <laughs> so Imogen, you're going into the clinic. Lily, you're going to scout. Yeah. And Samaran, he is going to continue to like work on his bomb. Can he at least give Lily pointers on where he has seen them? Yes. Other than under our feet. <laughs> I'm going to check him out. Yeah, he tells you that there's a cave entrance a little ways to the north uh, of where, like, you saw him fighting the Zerglings. That's where he's going to set the bomb off, so he thinks that's one way to get to the tunnels that the Zerg are going through. Okay. I'm totally not going to go in there. Yeah. He also says, like, there's a hive on the ground off to the west, but he thinks it's too heavily defended to properly try to attack. Do you think it's connected to the, the tunnels? Uh, he doesn't know. He says, like, that's probably the source of the Zerg locally, but he doesn't know how they get to the tunnels. And his plan is to... Blow up the tunnel. To... Collapse in on the Zerg? For the point of... Saving the clinic? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I understood what, what his mental model was of this whole thing. <laughs> Might not be fully thought out. Save the dear sisters of the clinic. Yes. Well, because if he's like, oh, yeah, there's a nest over there, and I think it's where they're coming from, but we're just going to clap this, the tunnel, that's only going to get you so far. Yeah. If you wanted to get to the nest, like you'd have to take a much longer route around, and the, the clinic would have a much better sight on them. Right. Uh, so they at least have more advanced warning. The tunneling in, though. The tunnel the, is the only part of the problem. Yeah. It, like Dealing with the Zerg and this planet is a, a long-term issue. Well, and that doesn't mean they don't have more tunnelers. It is possible. But, okay, I thought he just wanted to kill some Zerg, and this seemed like the best thing, so... I mean, he may have concocted this crazy plan in order to kill Zerg. <laughs> that is always possible. I'm not saying I have a better plan, but <laughs> at least now I understand what I think he thinks he's doing. Yeah. Okay. And you said the nest was northwest? Yeah, mainly to the west. Okay. Past that direction. Well, that's good. I felt like I was just guessing. Do you have survival? I do. I have two ranks in survival somehow. I don't know where I got the idea that she's about surviving. <laughs> well, she's not dead. That's true. All right. So why don't we do Lily do a little bit of scouting first? Okay. So what do you want? Perception? Stealth? Yeah. First, just give me an average perception check. Okay. And you're going back on creep. Oh, that doesn't affect... It doesn't affect how fast you move, but it is gross. Okay, does that give me any problems with my perception? No, it doesn't affect your perception. So one success, two threats. One success, two threats. Okay, uh, you do manage to find the cave. Uh, you're a little ways on to creep. However, 
you're walking around on this creep. You also see something. It looks like there's some sort of almost tumor, like large tumor or small structure on the creep. Give me a knowledge zerg average. It's, it's not just creep. It's something weird. Okay, but it so it's far enough away that I can't quite tell what it is. Yeah, and it's sort of like the same color as the creep. Because it could be covered in creep. How big is it? I would say this thing is like the size of a car. Okay, not that that gives me any indication, but at first I was like, is it a little egg? What is it? Okay. Yeah. It'd be a big egg. Two successes. Okay, that you think uh, is what's called a creep tumor. They're what like spread the creep around. Okay. You probably don't know like how they appear or spread, but like that is sort of like the local source of the creep. Okay, so that's where the creep comes from as far as I know. Yeah, so as long as that's around, like the Zerg are more comfortable here, the Zerg feel a sense of ownership's too strong a word, but they're gonna be much more comfortable with that thing around. They're not always visible. Sometimes they're just they're like buried underneath the creep. This one happens to be uh, more visible and you can spot it, but it's relatively sizable. Okay, so it it's maybe something that they use to mark their territory or Yes. But they definitely have bonuses fighting in the creep. Uh to a certain degree. I the simplest way to like analogy to make is, you know, this is the electric pole of Zerg society. It spreads the creep, so like that's their that's their power water, whatever. Okay. I was thinking of it as like stake like staking the claim or putting their flag down. It is also that. I mean that's <laughs> it's like, but <laughs> I don't know, it could have babies in it for all I know. Well you did make your Zerg check. Yeah, so. you made your Zerg check. You don't think there's any there's not generally a creature inside. Right. It is itself an organic object, so it is alive in some sense, but it you don't believe that it will attack you if you, like, were to take a whack at it. Yeah, well, okay, so when I'm coming back, maybe I'll, depending on how I'm coming back, I'm going to start with the stealth now, and then on my way back, I'm going to, I plan to take a whack on it. Okay. I'm not actually planning anything. Right now, I'm going to ignore it so that I can go look in the thing and not try not to make alert anybody. On the way back... If I'm not running from something, I'll probably take a whack at it. And, you know, even if you are running, it's it's not so far out of the way. Or shoot it or something, yeah. Yeah, okay. So give me a stealth check, two purples and a black. Because you can move swiftly through this creep, but it is still sticky, gross. There's a little bit of, like, slurp with every step. One success, one advantage. Okay, no problem. Uh, you get right up to, like, the cave entrance. You don't believe you've been detected? You're walking pretty quietly. You don't see any Zerg in the immediate area on the surface. Uh, you can start going into the cave. The cave is somewhat dark. I will say there's one black die of darkness to all perception and combat-oriented checks. Anything where dark revision uh, is going to matter. Okay. It is super creepy in here. There's more, in the literal sense, there's more creep right. uh, in the place. Like, it's on the walls. It's not just on the floor. Uh, and the place smells not... Super bad, but just, like, very biological. Right. Like a gym. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Like, sweaty. It is oddly humid in there. Okay. Like, up on the surface, the world is pretty dry. Right. You don't know if there's, like, fluids flowing through this creep or what exactly. I'm not going to think about it too much. That's probably for the best. Give me another average perception check. So two purples. Plus a black dye for the darkness. One success, one threat. Okay. You can take some strain. You do identify, like, this looks like a, this cave goes into, goes down and curves a little bit. And as you get down, you see it opens up into a somewhat larger tunnel. Mm -hmm. And that tunnel 
it's not like the walls are like worked stone, but they they don't look naturally formed. So perhaps this is where the Zerg have been tunneling through a little bit. Right. And you can also identify a little bit further up, not too far, uh, no more than, say, you know, two maneuvers from the cave entrance. There's an area where the tunnel is a little bit smaller. There's like a narrow choke, it looks like. And it looks like the there's actual like hard rock there. So the Zerg are having a harder time digging through that. So is that the place that they're digging to? Or this is... How many, like, what kind of forks am I seeing? Or is this just straight through at the top? Right now you're just seeing one tunnel. And it looks like it heads west and sort of like southeast in the direction of the, the clinic. But there's kind of a choke point where the rock is harder. Yeah, the tunnel itself narrows okay. a little bit in the eastward direction. And there's no, like, it's just been dug. There's no, like, supports or anything to hold it from collapsing or... Correct. It's not super wide. It's not a huge cavern. Okay. Make a knowledge Terran check. Let's go with hard. Three purples on this one for like the engineering. Or no, no, no. You can make an average mechanics check. Two purples for like the engineering problem of, you know, is this cave likely to collapse on its own? Am I still with the black dice? No, that does not affect this. Because this is just you thinking about it. One threat. Uh, so you can take another strain is like, you're not actually sure if this tunnel is safe. Zerg, not known for their engineering, but they survive. Right. They're also known for having lots and lots of numbers, so if some Zerg die along the way, oh well, they'll just keep digging. So, you don't know if this tunnel could be easily collapsed, or if it's very safe. The choke point to you seems like the logical place to put, like, a bomb. You contain the explosion, and more likely, you don't need as much rock falling in to block off the tunnel. And the choke point, does that seem like, I guess based on the Zerg that I've seen, which is a hydralisk, and the flying one. The mutilisk. Could a hydralisk fit through the choke point? Probably like one hydralisk at a time. Okay. It would have to duck down a little bit. Okay. Could fit, but it would be a bit of a hard time for him. Okay. What about zerglings? Are they smaller? Zerglings are, are small. They're like a large dog, so they could definitely fit like two or three at a time. Okay. Give me another perception check. Red, purple, plus a black dye for darkness. One success, two threats. You definitely think you hear some Zerg growling from further west and further east in the tunnel. Okay. Uh, some of it you can tell is Zerglings. Some of it you can't identify. Zerglings have a slightly like higher pitch. They're just smaller creatures. Right. You don't know if they've noticed you, or they're just making a regular patrol, or if they're just wandering around. Uh, but you definitely hear multiple Zerg sounds. Do they sound close? Uh, it's hard to tell because you can't see them. You can only hear them. Right. And it's echoing through the, the hallways. You don't think they're right around the corner. Right. But, like, if they were to just start running straight at you, they'd probably be on you relatively quickly. How close am I to the choke point? You're, like, short range for the choke point right now. Like, one maneuver. I'm going to peek around the choke point. Okay. So you, like, you scurry up to the choke point, take a peek through? Yeah, I think that, that seems like a reckless thing to do. That's true. I like it. <laughs> so that's, that's what I'm going to do. Okay, you peek around the choke point, make a two purple perception check. One advantage, one triumph, three failures. Okay, so failure with a triumph and an advantage. So you can recover some strain. A triumph, <laughs> though. How much strain? Just one? <laughs> yeah, just one. Okay. Okay, i got to think of the right way to do this. A triumph. Success. They don't eat your head when you peek around. Ah. Okay, no, 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 I know what you see. You, you don't see useful things. What you see is, uh, you do see a group of Zerglings. At first you think they're just like digging 
at a side wall a little bit. But as you're looking a little closer, you see they seem to be attacking some other creature. Yeah, there's some sort of... You can't get a good sight on what the creature... Or maybe it's like a machine they're tearing at. You think you see some, like an antenna or something coming off of it. But it's, it's hard to tell. It's not a... It's like a the size of a small dog. It looks like they're tearing at. But they're not... They're just like clawing at something. But you don't see like flesh getting ripped apart. Okay, so they're doing something to each other. It's definitely not a Zergling, whatever they're attacking. And there's... I'll say there's two Zerglings that are doing this. And they're what I hear growling? Yeah, well, you hear the Zerglings. They're growling, they're chittering. Uh, they make various noises. Can you make an two purple vigilance check for me? Does that have a black, the black die or no? Uh, this does not. One success, two threats. You think you hear like whimpering almost, or like, like someone is in pain. Okay. You almost get like a feeling like someone is in pain. Okay, so, but the growling is what I heard, so yeah. now that I see them, I don't hear something that's separate from these guys, though that doesn't mean there's not something else in the tunnel. You heard something else, like, back the other way in the tunnel, but you don't know if that's close. Okay. These guys are, like, you're one maneuver away from these other glades. They're just very distracted and focused on this thing. <sighs> but if I shoot them, that'll make a lot of noise. Yeah, shooting them will definitely make noise. So with my... <laughs> With my new melee skill. And your new knife. With my new knife. So would I be able to take them down with a knife, or are they harder, or they shoot only? Uh, You can definitely make progress on a Zergling using a knife. It's going to be a little tough. Uh, You might not be able to, like, take them down in one hit. Okay. Uh, But you're a tough person, so you probably can. And there's only two Zerglings. Right. But that's difficult. Most people would not want to go up against two Zerglings uh, on their own. With just a knife? With just a knife. Well, I don't want to, <laughs> but I'm going to. All right. So, yeah, so I'll pull my knife. Wait, what else I have as a pistol? Is there anything else clever that I can do? They're fast, so I think I'm going to have to attack. Yeah, there are, like, rocks around if you wanted to, like, pick up a big rock, big-ish rock, and try to throw at them. Like, if you wanted to scare them off instead of clubbing them to death. Can really people scare Zergs? Really? You don't know. You don't know if Zerg feel fear. Yeah, I don't know if they're... I think what I'm looking for is them not to call their friends. What would throwing be? That'd be ranged light. Would it have a black die because it's improvised, or that does something else that gives a... Uh, it gives an automatic threat. I mean, I could just shoot them, grab the, grab the thing, and run like hell. Yeah, the thing, like, it's the size of, like I said, a, a modest-sized dog or a small child. You could definitely pick it up and just carry it if you can get those Zerglings out of the way. Yeah, I think I'm going to sneak up with my knife. Okay. And try the attack there, and then could also try to throw a rock down the hall the other way. That is a possibility. You're not sure what the... The Zerglings may be interested in that. They may not. That's true. I, I like that idea. You could always try that first and see what happens. Yeah, I don't want to alert them to my presence here. But yeah, I'm going to start by throwing a rock down as far as I can down the tunnel, which may just draw more of them. Okay. To see if I can get them to go over there to investigate. Right. I like this idea. So at least maybe I can see what I'm dealing with. I think this should be an average skullduggery check. Ah. Because you're trying to, like, trick somebody uh, in this way. Uh, so, yeah, skullduggery, two purples. There's no, no black dice here. Okay. Two threats. Failure with two threats. Yeah. One of the Zerglings, like, looks up and looks in your general direction... That doesn't mean that like they see you, but right. one of them is looking in your direction. You can still try to sneak, but you'll take an extra black die if you do so. 
I'm okay with that because this is going to go poorly, I'm sure. Okay. So you're going to sneak over. They That doesn't get their attention. They don't care. Uh, they're not leaving. One of them is looking down the hallway where you're going to be walking. But it, like, it is dark. There are shadows. It's, it's certainly not impossible to, to still sneak in. Yeah, I'm going to try to sneak in. But I get two black dice. Uh, so actually, you get a black die because the Zergling is looking right at you. But you get a blue die because it's so dark. It helps you in this situation. Oh, that's good to know. They can't see in the dark. Yes. One red and one purple. Plus your blue, plus your black, plus whatever your, your skill is. This might be a good time to use a story point. It might be. You guys have two story points because it resets at every... Uh... Alright, I'm going to use a story point. <laughs> and probably wish that I used it later. But I'm going to use it now. Eh, don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to resupply your story points. <laughs> one success, one advantage, one triumph. The story point paid off. I totally should use my flashback, but I'm not going to. We'll do that later. No, that's okay. That's perfect. That's perfect. So you're sneaking down this hallway a little bit. These zerglings are are going after this thing. They're still tearing at it. The one that like turned to like look in your general direction, he kind of seems to lose interest. Uh, he turns back towards the other zergling, and you don't know if he gets confused or what. He starts attacking the other zergling. So the two zerglings are attacking each other right now. Oh, perfect. They're still right in front of the object, or the, the creature, but they're not lashing out at it right now. Can I tell what it is? Give me an average two purple uh, knowledge zerg check. And no black die on this. Uh, you had an advantage before? Um, yeah. Take a blue die on this, then. Okay. Three successes, two threats. Yeah. This is threatening because you recognize this is a, what's called a zerg, it's a zerg larva, uh, which is like the proto-form of zerg. So it's like the size of a small child. It's sort of purpley. It's got really, really tough scales. So it's damn near impossible to like cut through. And that's why the Zergling is having a hard time getting into it. In theory, it can morph into any kind of Zerg. But like you don't understand how to make that happen or when that would happen. You just know that that's dangerous. However, this one's weird. Now you get a good look. It does have some sort of like device implanted on its like what passes for a skull, one end of it. So that's really strange, and it looks and it looks like maybe the Zerglings are trying to claw at this device. Whatever this device is. On its head? What the hell's going on? Yeah, you have not heard of anything like this. Uh, the larva, like, it does have, like, various primitive eyes. Uh, it's got mm -hmm. little, like, mouth-like tusk kind of things. But it's mainly, like, a worm-like or, uh, like, a pill bug is sort of, like, the closest thing. Yeah. It kind of looks like, but just, like, a little bit larger scale. It does seem to see you, and it makes a weird gesture is the wrong word. It, it sort of tries to stand a little bit, uh, but it's still kind of bent. Make a hard three purples knowledge zerk check. Two threats. You are not sure what it's really trying to do, but it's not being aggressive towards you. It looks like it's, it's waiting for you, or you are not sure. It seems to be reacting to you in some way, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not sure. I have to think about what Lily's instinct would be on this thing. Make another average perception check. Uh, this does include the black die, so two purples and a black. Uh, as you're looking at like the, the device that's embedded in this creature. One triumph. You're like, something about that device like looks familiar, strangely enough. Uh -huh. And like, it's not the layout, like, it's got like a little antenna kind of thing. You're not sure what that's about. It's got a little logo, and you recognize the logo as being similar to one of your resocialization barcodes, the one that you couldn't recognize. 
Even the Zerg re-socialize people. The logo looks like uh, a dog with three heads. Right. Whoever implanted this device, that's who this device is emblazoned with that, that logo. Okay, so my first instinct was to try to grab the thing and run, but now I'm thinking maybe it's better here. Yeah, it definitely looks like the other Zerg are not a fan of this thing. Does it seem like they're eventually going to get off of the thing? Sure, take the thing off its head. Probably eventually they will, but like it's going to take a long time, and it, they might have to wait for like a hydralis to come by, something with a little more uh, puncturing power. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of how, like, what my attitude towards a Zergling would be. You know what? I don't know that Lily's particularly curious, and I don't know that there's any advantage to messing with this thing. Did you say that this logo is like one that is on Lily? It is. It's associated with one of your barcodes. Uh, but, like, you didn't recognize what what outfit that was. It wasn't, one, it wasn't the Dominion. It wasn't the Confederacy. Those are the only people that you knew did re-socialization. <laughs> re-socialization are us. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. discount re-socialization. <laughs> yeah, I think I was thinking it might be a piece of tech or something they're trying to destroy, but at this point, I don't know that... I, yeah, I can't think of any advantage that I could think of to take this thing and just have a Zerg. It is up to you. I guess it could give you some clues to your resocialization. Might be the only thing that comes to Lily's mind. If that's something oh, she wants to know about. Resocial yeah, that is something she wants to know about, but I don't know about like if I would make that connection with a Zerg. You have the same logo as this creature, so Yeah. If you had this tech, that'd be something to do. You could ask someone more about this. But the larvae are indestructible? They're not indestructible, they're just heavily armored. You would need heavy weapons fire. Like the bomb might not even destroy this larva. But the fire might, but then that would destroy the tech. The fire would definitely destroy the tech, yeah. You might be able to get the tech off of the larva without destroying the larva, though. Like, the well, tech but, is easier to extract, then... But then the larva turns into anything. Yeah, you don't know what the process for that is. You know it doesn't take very long for a larva to mutate into something, whatever it's going to mutate into. Yeah, so the thing is, is, I mean, Lily's reckless, but it's one thing to be reckless... And then it's another thing to grab a bug larva and run out of a gooey tunnel with it. I just can't. I can't figure out that she she does want to know about it, but I don't feel like that will, this will give so much. I don't really know enough about tech to... Would her wanting to know with the tech overcome her desire not to grab a zergling? So it's not a zergling, right? It's, it's, it's a larva. So it's a little smaller. It doesn't have like... Horns coming off every direction. It's mainly got like a mouth and many segments and like tiny little legs. And it could turn into any. You know what? What the hell? I'll grab it. And run. We'll <laughs> so go to that later. It's not really dangerous in its current form. No. So if it has horns, then it would be. Correct. Like larva, if they don't turn into anything, like, yeah, they can't hurt anyone. Like they're way too slow, especially off creep. They're very dormant. But it's. And you don't know what the reaction is that makes it turn into something. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to think too much. I'm just going to grab it and go. Okay. At this point, this is Lex trying to decide whether or not Lily would be like, I'm not touching a Zerg larva to, for whatever reason, but apparently she will. All right. You pick it up, grab it, uh, and then you just run? Yeah, I'm just going to take off. Okay. The Zerglings notice after a moment, like you grabbed it, you're running, they claw at each other for a second, and then it's like, have you seen the, the gif of like, two rats that are, like, fighting, and then they just kind of slowly stop. Yeah. So it's kind of like that, and they're like, hey, 
Wait a minute. Uh, so I will need an athletics check from you. <laughs> as you, like, try to outrun these Zerglings. I should have snuck out, but I didn't. <laughs> All right, athletics. So am I still at the black die for... No, that's that's just for vision-related things. You're, you're fine that. This is just going to be average, two purples, athletics. One advantage. So it's uh, not the end of the world. You start to get some progress. One of the Zerglings does manage to... Uh, like, get at you and, like, slash at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will get one attack roll, but by then, you're just going to be way too fast out of the creep. So, he gets one attack. He does hit you, but he takes a threat. You know, a non-reckless character would have just laughed already. <laughs> Why is there yeah, a non-reckless character? You know, a character who's seeking knowledge about her past. Yeah. And is reckless. It's true, yeah. it's true. Dangerous combination. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah, wait till I show up in town with a lar- Zerg larva. Yeah, he gets you for uh, seven damage. He actually gets a nice uh, nice bite off. Okay, minus the soak? Minus your soak. Three, okay. Uh, but as you like clear the entrance to the cave, he actually doesn't follow beyond the entrance. Oh, interesting. Okay. Like he comes out into the light a little bit. It's not like the light is going to burn him up, but he stops there. And you are hightailing it. With a larva. Yeah, so now I have to decide if I would remember to shoot the creep thing. Probably not. At this point, I'm probably focused on the larva. I'm just going to run. Uh, I mean, you can make a discipline check. Two purple discipline to see if you remember that. One failure. Nope. Nope, you're a little busy right now. Yeah. Okay, so Lily is running back to the clinic. The clinic with my re-socialized Zerg larva. Re-socialized Zerg. I'm sure this doctor's going to love that. We will get to that in a second. Imogen, let's find out how you're doing in the clinic. So I go back inside the clinic and try to find St. Maria. Yeah, the receptionist is there again. She's like, oh, you're back. That was quick. Did you find the gas leak or whatever you were looking for? I've determined why your gas usage has increased, and I need to speak to the lady at the house about it. Okay, I'm sure that's fine. Let me just buzz her. She buzzes you uh, through, essentially. You're known here, so they're not going to make you make it her social check. St. Maria is, uh, she's in her, uh, whatever, like, lab or surgery room or whatever. There's a patient who's under anesthesia, and, like, she's, like, just finishing up, washing herself off. And there's, like, a, f- a foot that's been sawed off on, like, whatever the medical, like, stainless steel medical tray. Just, just flat out sawed off. Yeah. Like a perfectly good-looking foot. Uh, you know, give me an average medicine check. <laughs> it looks like a perfectly good foot to me. Success with two threats. I mean, it looks like one of the toes was stubbed <laughs> at a point. Yeah, that's a little bit creepy. You can take a black die on the first social check that you make here, because <laughs> that's just a little off-putting. Okay. She's like whistling, washing her hands. We need to talk. Seriously, your clinic's under some threats. I, I know our finances aren't the best, but I'm sure we'll, we'll get past <laughs> that. I'm not talking about your Vespine bills. I'm talking about the local infestations outside. Local infestation? What do you mean? You'd mentioned to us that you had a, a patient who you'd successfully treated. Uh, yes, we have multiple patients we've successfully treated over the years. Well, one of them's been keeping an eye out the area around here, and it seems there's 
a bit of a hive nearby. Zerg? Here? Aye. Are you sure it's not just, I don't know, hydralists that have been, I don't know, released for the hunt or something? Aren't hydralists also Zergs? Yeah, but I don't, I don't know fully uh, how all the hives work. I've been on the front lines in a long time. Ah, so you have fought them before, though. Uh, a few times. Well, your fella out there, he's got a plan to make some sort of bomb. What? It's not finished. He wants to collapse some tunnels. We're wondering if anybody here on your staff or any of your patients might have specialized knowledge, maybe in demolitions, that could lend a hand. Okay. Give me a charm check. Yeah, I'm not, like, trying to be coercive here. No, no, no. This, this sounds reasonably like charm. Make a bomb for me. Yeah, make a bomb for me. Uh, one red, one purple. One red, one purple, one yellow, two greens, and you know what? I have a knack for it! Doesn't that remove blacks? Yeah, you had given me a black. All right, there you go. Failure with four advantages. Okay. Perhaps some of these advantages could be used to recover strain. Yes, if you'd like to do that, you certainly can. You can come up with some narrative explanation of how she responds that is not stressful. Uh, so you're trying to convince her to see if there's someone on her staff who can like help build a bomb. Uh, she looks. She's like, oh no, 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 we. Uh, all these men are, they're out of service. They can't be pressed into doing, look, I understand you're under a lot of stress. Like, she pulls out some, like, cookies that she just happens to have. <laughs> She's a bit grandmotherly. So, Zergs are, are snacking on Lily, and Imogen is snacking on cookies. That, that is correct. Like, uh, these, these men can't be uh, pressed back into that violent lifestyle that, that would not be healthy for them. It would interfere with their treatment? Yes, I fear some of them might regress significantly. So a few are already so on the edge, and you can never be sure they're going to make it at all. And none of the workers here would know anything to help. Uh, most medical personnel do not have training in demolitions. Well, let me ask this then. Do you have any sort of evacuation plan? <sighs> Does she have an evacuation plan? Let's see, that sounds like she's going to make a check of... Survival. <laughs> yeah, no. That's like a leadership thing, planning ahead like that. I think that makes sense. Yeah, okay, her presence, not that good. But she does have a little bit of leadership. Uh, do you have a basic evacuation plan in place, survey says? No. She's like, evacuation plan? What? No? Just leave? Well, we've got some contacts that we can check with to see whether they can help deal with this encroachment or perhaps still help you move some people out of here while the fighting's going on. That that would be really helpful. Yeah, oh my gosh. I, are the Zerg like here now? Are they right outside? Can I show up with the larva? <gasps> They're not at your gate at this moment, but your fella out there in the fire suit, he seems to think that they'll be making their move later today. Oh gosh, I wish we'd had more warning. So you might want to see what you can do about making your patients transportable while I place some calls. She, like, looks down at the foot. She's like, well, that's going to be a little bit difficult. Oh. All right, well, it's still fresh. Um, I think I'm going to make a resilience check here. This is a little <laughs> nauseating. Uh, yes. Uh, it's not terrible. Just make a one purple resilience check. Zero, zero. You get out of there right away. It's just... Yeah. Like, she just goes back to, like, start stitching on it. Oh, jeez. And she's, she's, like, whistling. Like, this is nothing. 
All right. Now I'm going to place a phone call. Who are you calling? Lily gave me two phone numbers. Mm-hmm. Lex, what did Lily tell Imogen about the first guy that Lily talked to? Um, I think I probably described him physically. He was the guy at the bar, the first guy I talked to, and I described him as much as I can remember. So it's, it's going to be physical. I didn't get his name. Okay. And you don't like communicate anything about what he does or who uh, he is or anything. I mean, it's not like he communicated that. He said he was a marshal, but I probably don't think unless you ask. No, no, no. I just want to <laughs> know, like, context-wise, Imogen believes Rory is associated with the Raiders. Right. And Lily also gave her a phone number for this other guy. Yeah, you remember the first guy I talked to. That's probably what she starts with. He had, and I don't remember what he looked like, but she probably remembers a little bit. And she describes that. So I am going to start with a call to Rory, who gave us a lift here a while ago, earlier today. Okay. Guy picks up. Uh, This is Cowboy Express. Cowboy Express. This is Imogen. You gave me and Lily a lift out to the clinic earlier today. Give me a... Average streetwise check. I have not uh, said anything untoward at this point. No, but uh, this guy's a little careful. Failure with two advantages. This is, uh, you sure you got the right number, cowboy? Aye, Rory. This is the number Lily used to call you earlier. Unless, maybe I misstyled, but this sounds like you. You're calling people cowboy. That's what you did when you gave us the lift. That's right, I guess you were, yeah, yeah, he didn't just talk to Lily, he gave you, you both the ride. He thought, like, I was maybe possibly a narc when I joined them for lunch. That's right. So he's still a little, a little on edge. Uh, yeah, where's, uh, where's Lily? Uh, can I talk to her? It's actually sort of about that that I'm calling. Lily's actually out on some Zerg-related reconnaissance right now. Z-R-R. Z-R-R, Zerg-related reconnaissance. <laughs> Listen, I don't necessarily want to know all the details about your friends and what they do, but I think you might know some people who might be willing to help with something. The clinic out here is about to be set upon by Zergs. Whoa, no, Zerg? Sorry, it's about to be set upon by Zerg. Uh... What do you mean, the Waster? You know, there's a few hydralists out there, but there's not supposed to be any, like, hives or something, nothing? I don't know, do Zergs usually do what they're supposed to do? Because there's certainly a hive out here near the clinic. Ugh, that's terrible news. Look, we're looking to do something about it, but we don't really have certain specialized skills that I thought perhaps someone like you might have. Oh, cowboy. Caused me a lot of trouble. Uh, Give me a charm check. Two purples. Failure with two advantages again. He says, like, ah, I'd love to help, but I'm not... I'm not really the, the fighting type, you know. But, but you do have transport. You took us out here. Would you be able to at least help evacuate the clinic? Evac, I might be able to help with. I don't have a lot of, a lot of transport for a lot of people. It's the problem. I got my vulture bike. And you don't have any friends with bikes? Uh, they're a little busy at the moment. Well, if you can provide aid, I'm sure the clinic would appreciate it. I mean, look, I'd, I'd like to help you, lady, but I, I only I only got so many things. It's kind of a bad time. Vespain would be useful for you. Vespain would be useful? Do you want like, a negotiate check? Yeah, yeah, maybe negotiate. Purple and a red. 
charm was easier, but charm didn't work, so now we switched to negotiation. That's right. Oh, goodness. Success, two advantages, despair. Okay. So despair on this roll. So my approach was going to be, if you bring a barrel with you, you can feel free to fill it with Vespian gas at this tap. That's the form of payment I can offer you. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think he likes that. He agrees that he's like, all right, that, that can make it worth my while. That can also be a good reason. You just need some, like, you know, a little bit of defensive help up there, right? Some, some heavy weapons kind of guys. I, if you know people who are willing to fight. Well, here's the thing. The Dominion's got lots of firepower, but they're not normally going to be inclined to uh, come all the way out there, right? That's why I, I was calling you instead of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. But if someone were causing some kind of ruckus up there, like uh, if some raiders happened to be about, that's normally a big target for the Dominion. They might roll in right away. And if the Zerg happened to be there and the Dominion's there, well, the Dominion will fight the Zerg if they're around. So we can cause a nice big ruckus. So you don't want to fight the Zergs themselves. You're happy to fight the Dominion, though? We're not going to fight the Dominion. I'm going to get there, get some Vespain, make some noise, let the Dominion know about it. They're going to come in, try to nab me. I'm going to get away. If you think that'll work. That, that solves a couple of my problems at once. So I like this idea. <laughs> now, you're going to have to be careful. The Dominion, they do nothing or they do everything with the Zerg. So depending how much heavy firepower they bring, you still might want to evacuate. But, you know, you don't need to make it as clear a distance. Man, if they got siege tanks, stay clear. And you're confident you'll be able to get away from them? Oh, yeah, yeah. Dominion can't catch me. All right. I guess the Dominion's firepower would be very helpful in this. I'm going to be a good PR for them, but they were going to take the PR anyway, so it doesn't really matter. All right, but this is a, a fast timetable. The Zergs are expected to move later today. I guess I better get going then, huh? All right. Good luck. Hey, yo, I appreciate it. You're all right, Imogen. You're all right. <laughs> okay. All right. Time to make my next phone call. Who are you calling now? I'm attempting to exploit any contacts we have, so I'm going to call this other phone number I have of some guy at a bar. Okay. I don't even know that he knows my name. <laughs> you call some guy in a bar. Yep. Uh, you just going to pick up. This is Jimmy. Hello, Jimmy. Make an easy with a black perception check. Are we going to succeed at anything today, Imogen? Uh, success with one threat. Uh, do you think he hears sounds of sporadic gunfire over the, the cop? Just FYI. Okay. Is there any, like, stress in this Jimmy's voice? He does not sound super stressed. He doesn't sound... You know what? Make a... Uh... Perception versus his cool? Yeah. Two reds. Success with threat. Uh, he does not sound particularly alarmed. Maybe a little distracted. Okay. Is this a bad time, Jimmy? It's always a bad time. How can I help you, little lady? Are you familiar with the clinic? Outside of town. Uh, what town? I've been around. How many towns are on this planet? Move, move, move! Uh, you're in the capital city, you know. Okay. Outside the capital. Marsala. The capital of Marsala. Marsara? Marsara. Aye, aye. We have a friend in common. You had a drink with her at the bar last night. Oh, 
Oops, jog my memory. He did a lot of drinking. <laughs> he did. He did a lot of drinking. He's like, that sounds familiar. I'm really gonna be honest. I, I remember drinking. I talked to someone. Yeah, you know, they, they said I should, you know, focus on what I want to do. I don't remember exactly what they said. You know, I'm getting kind of busy. You hit him on the flank. Come on. I didn't say any of that, by the way. <laughs> I think that's what. I, mean, I don't remember what you said, but it was inspirational to him. That's what he took out of it. <laughs> I was like, "Do you know about the Raiders?" <laughs> it sounds like you might have some fighting experience. Are you free this afternoon? Ah, uh, really not. <laughs> <laughs> really sorry, and we're kind of already booked. Uh, if you're looking to hire some mercenaries, I'll give you a referral. Oh, aye. That's supposed to be fine. Uh, yeah, you want to call the War Pigs, and he gives you a number. War Pigs? Is this Rory's number? <laughs> uh, no, it's not Rory's number. It's nine. <laughs> yeah, uh, the War Pigs. Uh, they'll do just about any job, but man, they'll break everything along the way. Well, since it appears the Dominion's going to be blowing the place up anyway, I suppose it doesn't matter. He, like... Shoots a couple more like, whoa, whoa, Dominion blowing something up. What are you getting at? Wait. I thought it was a crazy idea, but we have Zargs who are going to be overrunning the clinic pretty soon, and someone suggested the best way to deal with them was to attract the Dominion to come. Use the Dominion to attack the Zerg. That's almost as crazy as using the Zerg to attack the Dominion. I suppose, but getting Zerg to do things, I don't know anyone who has an in with that. Ugh. I gotta tell you, you don't want to know people who know how to do that. Trust me. <laughs> Three-headed dogs, I've got the larva. <laughs> so, let me ask you one other question then, and you can go back to whatever it is you're blowing up. Frag out! Get down! Do you happen to know how to contact the organization that runs the Hydralisk hunts? The Hydralisk hunts? <laughs> I saw ads for it at Joe's. Oh, Joey Ray's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's either Joey Ray himself or the magistrate. It might be some kind of joint operation. Yeah, I won about I won last year, but don't think we're gonna have a chance to participate this year. All right, well, thanks for your time and good luck with your activities. Anytime, take it easy. And like the last thing here is like Raiders roll. <laughs> okay, yeah, Jimmy, clearly a raider. I like that he answered the phone. <laughs> You've been listening to Fraud Investigators, set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe, and played using Fantasy Flight Games' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Dan, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at diceystories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, don't be dumb.